Hello and welcome to the Spiritualized Podcast. This is your host Jess Fenton and today we are diving into how to hold emotional stability to get your manifestations. It is howling in gale force winds outside, stormy, cold, raining. I hope the loudness of the wind doesn't interrupt our episode here because it is really loud. It makes me really appreciate having a warm, cozy home to be in while it's such um, cold, wintry weather out there. Often we don't appreciate these things that we have, such as a roof over our head and being protected from these elements. But when the weather's like this, I'm like, oh, I'm so appreciative of having this warm, sheltered, cozy home to reside in while I get to speak to all of you on this episode. So we're going into manifesting today, pure manifestation episode around holding the emotional stability. I think we all feel at a fundamental level that if we can just stay stable emotionally, not worry, be relaxed, then we know that the manifestation is going to come. But as humans, our bodies take over and all of these other vibrations and frequencies get us into trouble. We get nervous, upset or triggered or um, worried, whatever comes up for different people, for different circumstances and different manifestations. So we're going to dive into that. We're going to look at a number of different things in this area. And so stay tuned because this is going to be really jam-packed on the area of manifestation. I'm also going to give you a really incredible way to manifest. Manifest um, really fast with strength and it's actionable straight away. Often with manifestation, it's so intangible. It's so, okay, I've just got to visualize. I've just got to do this thing. And it never feels like a proper doing action for manifestation. So today, I'm going to give you something uh, to do, which came to me a few months ago. And it was such a game changer when I understood this this part of manifesting and I don't think you'll have heard it before maybe you will I don't think so because uh, I hadn't really thought about it before but let's see okay so holding emotional stability to manifest now where I'm going to just start go dive right into the deep end it's around authenticity and wholeness when we're in wholeness which is just authenticity then all of those feelings, all of the the instability is not there. So at, at this fundamental level, we're looking at aspects of authenticity. Now, of course, we're all going to say, I'm authentic, I'm authentic. Uh, no one's going to admit to not being authentic. And yet, pure authentic, authenticism, authentic how do you say that? Being purely authentic is wholeness. It is enlightenment. At some level, we all have a mask on. We all have a 
a level of inauthenticity. And that is what causes the emotional imbalance. It causes us to lose that stability because we're not connected to that full wholeness within ourselves. Now, within that, um, the authenticity, it's 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 in all the lack of authenticity or aspects of authenticity in all of us because we have a lot of stuff that's gone on in childhood and all of that where we had to protect ourselves we had to build a bit of a mask we had to protect our hearts if you think about a young child how how open the heart is and then something happens and they get this this pain and they have the heart closes a little bit. And so we've had so many experiences in our life where we've got that little hit. I feel it in my throat and towards my heart when my heart closes, like as a child or as an adult. I just felt intense pain there. And that, that was the heart closing. That was the protection mechanism coming in. Sometimes we're going to hold that closed and form these, um, these masks over that. And that's what tends to cause instability within manifestation. When we are just purely in, in authenticity and wholeness, manifestation just happens because we're not separate from the manifestation. In recent weeks, I've had some such deep lessons around authenticity of all the places where I'm inauthentic and where I am holding some of the vanity frequency. And that was shown to me. It was hard to look at, um, but I wanted to look at it. I'd had set the intention for myself to move into more authenticity and how I get shown things like that as I see it through others and so then rather than just seeing it in somebody else and going oh that that seems inauthentic or it seems that there's a lot of vanity in what that person is doing then I reflect on myself I know that it's a mirror and I'm being shown something within myself and so I was shown uh, a few things around, around authenticity and it was to do with trying to get to somewhere that I wasn't at right now. And of course, that's the whole thing about manifestation. It's always in the future. It's always around, well, I'm here, but I see all of these other things that I would like. And so how do I get there? And then obviously we observe it in others, other people as well. And so we're like, well, how did they get there? So now we're out of authenticity. Now we're looking outside of ourselves. We're looking to other people. When people say align with, you know, who your future self, that is inauthentic because that's, that's just, it's, it has a sense of inauthenticism. <laughs> I must get that word right. I can't think what it is. It doesn't, for me, I'm starting to sense that that doesn't, isn't a good thing. So what we're trying to do is get into a state of beingness, into a state of naturalness, of complete acceptance of who we are, where we are, and just being okay with that. 
Of course, there we have goals, we have dreams, we have creative aspirations. And I think that's where we get ourselves into trouble because we're like, well, I don't want to just stay in this spot. And of course, that's that's the paradox of we have to accept where we are and who we are and not try to be someone else, not try to emulate other people, not try to create what other people are creating and just go deep into your own heart and go, what is it I want to create? Let me take my observation of the external reality. Let me be okay with exactly where I am, exactly who I am. And let me see what creation comes from that space, coming out of the future and coming right into the heart of the present moment. Now, what is actually happening here is you could say, as we're looking at uh, our things we'd love to have in our lives, whether it's a dream or something material or relationship aspect or something, we enter into a shared fantasy. Now, it can be a shared fantasy with one person or it can be a shared fantasy with the collective. We're in the shared fantasy essentially of like the fairy tale. Like we want this fairy tale. So we're all in the shared fantasy. And this can this is one of the the shadow aspects of the manifestation world is that the manifestation world holds you in a shared fantasy of get the fairy tale, get all of your dreams. And within a shared fantasy, there's no authenticity. That's where we lose ourselves. We lose so much of ourselves in a shared fantasy. The shared fantasy is a place of fantasy and nothing can be manifested from fantasy. So I'm talking about all of this. We will get into the emotional aspect of it and how to really... Uh, hold that core emotional stability so you're untriggerable, that you're just not bothered by anything, nothing, just nothing bothers you. And in that state of naturalness and beingness, everything just manifests with ease. And that's the authenticity. But we need to understand uh, why we're moving out of authenticity. And one of the areas to look at is this shared fantasy, which is so prominent in the the manifestation world of like, yeah, you can have all of this stuff. And I'm guilty of doing that myself and of um, inspiring others to do the same. And that was also something I was having to really reflect deeply on in terms of authenticity of where am I taking people into a shared fantasy? So we want to come back into reality, into a grounded reality, and get these manifestations working. And I'm going to give you this tip, or we're going to dive into something that is so profound that it'll shift your manifestations immediately. I'll talk about that a little bit later in this episode. The next area I wanted to talk about was the inauthenticity which is where you can't, um, where you, you don't have any, um, and as I said, any triggering, any of the, the fear or the anxiety or the worry that something's not going to happen um, or there's something you need to happen. Any circumstance 
we want to look at this next element of love bombing. Love bombing is when someone can affect us with uh, good feelings about the shared fantasy, maybe, about um, just taking us into any place that makes us feel good, which actually takes us out of authenticity. Because in authenticity, there's just a natural happiness. There's, There's an immunity to love bombing. And I've spoke. I've done an episode on love bombing. I think this is a really overlooked, er, underlooked area about how important it is not to allow yourself to be love bombed or not be open to it. To have those boundaries of, yeah, it's nice to receive different things, but it should not affect your core emotional stability. So if someone's saying nice things or gifting you or um, giving you a lot of attention or um, any form of love bombing, then there's also the polarity of that, that if it's taken away, you can feel bad. And if you don't have the attention or you don't have the gifts or you don't have the... um, whatever would come with with love bombing then that's going to feel bad and so now that emotional regulation has been given to the external it's been given to other people if you look at someone who's truly in authenticity in their wholeness they it's just not going to make them feel any different you know they're appreciative of a gift or attention or something but it doesn't you can see it's not going to affect them an example of this might be say someone famous started giving you loads of attention Ah, uh, how's your physical body going to feel are you going to feel excited you're going to feel happy are you going to feel like um that you i don't know what are you going to feel when that happens in authenticity you would feel nothing. It would literally just be like any person uh, giving you know giving you some attention or doing you know whatever. So we can look at when at these very practical areas. If someone famous or someone influential or someone that you view as far more successful than you gave you something gave you something in terms of attention gifts or who knows what it is I keep saying those two things but whatever it is would that cause a a shift in you in that in that shift in that ability to them for them to affect you it means that there's a lack of authenticity there's a lack of wholeness because one person is just the same as another so we've really got to see when we're aspiring to uh, other people to put people on a pedestal the pedestalization is absolutely crucial in the um, emotional stability area so this is really important is there any pedestalizing of anybody absolutely anybody, no matter how famous, successful, or in a partnership, or dating, or business, 
are you putting them on a pedestal? If they're on any sort of pedestal and there's not that complete equality, then there is a lack of authenticity. And as I say, this is all of us because if we were in full authenticity, we would be enlightened. So it's something that we all experience, but just having that awareness can really reduce a lot of a lot of that. So when someone when someone can't shift your uh, your emotions, then you start to see that the emotions can't be shifted, that you're you're strong, you're stable, that you can't be love bombed. Of course, you, you're going to have like a nice life, and you're going to have uh, lots of interaction with people, and you will get uh, receive different gifts or attention or compliments or uh, touch or whatever it is it's not that there's a pushback of that it's a, a receiving of it all but there's not this um, this need for it it doesn't make you shift at a, a, a you know a fundamental level it's nice but it you can live without it. So that's really important. Um, the other part of it is that in the core stability, we're looking at being triggered. So of course, when the attention stops or we're not getting the thing that we want, usually we're trying to manifest something and we're not getting it. And if it's coming through another person and they're not giving it, then we get triggered and we create stories, we can go into spirals in overthinking, make assumptions, get attached, all of these things, which then affect uh, the karmic loop, it brings in a lot of karma. And the karma is just all of these old patterns that get reactivated into our reality. So what I'd say is, in this, this section we're going into now we're really talking about the projection field the field of projection that the field of projection is where we're we're losing that core stability so when we're not projecting onto the reality onto other people onto situations then we're not going to lose that core stability and when we're not losing that stability we're in our authenticity we're coming into that place where we're in naturalness we're in beingness and we can just allow the manifestation to come so easily the more in in authenticity we are the harder we have to push the more we have to make things happen the more efforting there is and that's another way to get a sense of where each of our authenticity is at the moment. As I say, I've been really diving deep into this authenticity of noticing who, who holds that authenticity and who doesn't. As you move more into authenticity, what you'll find is you will feel repelled by those who are not holding the same level as of authenticity as you are. It's, as I say, 
it's not about the personality or the, the surface level of reality. It's about the energetics underneath. So you might still really like the person or um, whatever's going on on the surface. But if you're feeling at an energetic level that they're inauthentic, there will be this magnetic repulsion from them and you will just both like magnets be moved apart from each other. And so that then allows other people who are more authentic to come into your space or you'll notice it. Uh, if it's in relationship, in dating, in uh, longer term relationships, as you move into more of your authenticity, you just won't be attracted to somebody who isn't in their own authenticity. And likewise, you'll suddenly start noticing those who are just grounded and natural and relaxed, and they're not trying to be someone that they're not. They're not trying to do things that they can't do. Um, that it's just authentic. That's the space of manifestation. And it's such a wonderful place to be and it's relaxed. There's nothing to push against. And manifestations just come in so easily. I'm going to go back into the emotional stability and going to cover exactly how to hold strong your core emotional stability. Why this is important to start with, though, is that your radiance affects your core stability and your core stability affects your purpose. Your purpose affects your tract your tractor field. Um, and that leads to a whole space of um, your whether your heart is open or closed and how attractive you are to others in relationship, how um, open and intimate you can be in relationship. And in that space, in that openness, vulnerability, intimacy, authenticity, in personal romantic relationships, that opens you out to uh, your your community, your environment, which is where all the money is being brought in. That's where the prosperity comes through your environment. So let's just dive into this bit. This is coming from the Gene Keys. You can go and print your Gene Keys chart off. It gives you very specific guidance about all of these things of your um, your own uh, personality and what you're here to do and your frequencies. You'll love it if you uh, go and have a look. But let me just go a little bit into this. So your radiance, your radiance is, it's this light that enters your body and the more in authenticity you are the more light is moving through your body the light is actually in held within the bone it's held within the structure of the dna so the the light is coming from within that's why some people have a glow you know who actually has a glow children Young children all glow. Babies, babies glow because there's, uh, there's just they're just full of light. They haven't had any of the trauma or these patterns or the shadow aspects coming into their frequency. So 
have observed children, observed babies at their sheer radiance. It's from within. They don't need makeup. They don't need to dress well. They don't need to have a successful business. They are just radiant. And that is exactly what we're looking for. There is nothing outside of us that we need other than this light within, uh, this, this pure radiance. And the radiance doesn't come from, well, I look like this, or this is my success, or I have this many followers, or I've done this in my life, or I'm influential, or I'm friends with that celebrity, or I'm uh, any of these things. It's got nothing to do with the external. It's just this light from within. That's what we're looking for in uh, this element of manifesting and authenticity and getting into these core uh, emotions. So if you're in that space where you're feeling radiant, your Gene Keys chart tells you. So, for example, my shadow for radiance is um, constriction and the highest one is universal love. So I know when I'm feeling constricted, when I'm feeling triggered, when I'm not feeling that unconditional love and that openness to life, that I'm not in radiance, that light isn't shining from within. And then that affects my core stability. So you'll we'll each have different uh, frequency things that affect our radiance. So when that happens, when you go into the shadow, and for me, if I get constricted, say in relationship, then I'm going to get triggered. I'm going to start overthinking things. I'm going to feel a lack of self-worth maybe, or whatever comes up in those moments of uh, not feeling good in a relationship. That is where we get knocked off balance. And that affects our manifestations. Um, that that takes a lot of energy. It takes a lot of energy to get analytical about a relationship, why the other person's doing something, why they're not doing something. And when we're projecting onto that person or onto that situation, then we're not in authenticity. Someone in wholeness in authenticity doesn't really project. They are just open to experiencing the highest highest version of every situation, of every person. Of course, it's a learning curve for all of us. We're, you know, we're all works in progress, but that's where we're aiming. Or that Again, it's not like we're in the wrong place. It's just a, an awareness and observation that when we're feeling radiant, our core stability, our emotional stability, our authenticity, is fully locked in. And then we're just not projecting onto people or situations. We're in complete acceptance. It doesn't matter what they're doing. They're coming up with all that crazy behavior. You know, always, it's to be honest, it's always the other person on, on the 3D surface level. It's like, well, if you didn't do that, I'd be happy. It always does look like them. Always looks like they're to blame. If you did this, if you did that, then my life would be better. Um, but of course, that's not true. And so when we don't do that to the people and we just own our own wholeness, our own authenticity, and just love our own lives, essentially stay in our own lane, stay in our own business, 
stay in our own level of creativity, now we're not going to come out of emotional core stability. We're going to be locked in nice and strong. No one can affect us. We're just there's we're just so unbothered. And that is actually the place of magnetism. When you're unbothered and you're just getting on with your life, you're so feeling so creative, open-hearted, seeing everyone in their highest potential. If anybody is having, you know, any issues with you or um they are projecting onto you, you're not accepting that projection. It's like you have this force field around you where you can't feel a projection. So what might happen is there'll be a life circumstance where someone is projecting onto you and it'll feel triggering. They're putting their psychic energy onto you because of something they lack within themselves. And we feel that. And from there, we can get triggered by that. And then that stops the flow of manifestation. So we want to not be triggerable in that way, not project onto the field of reality and not allow others to project onto us. As we hold that state of being, we are now in core emotional stability. Now everything's just manifesting nice and easily. And that takes us into um, our purpose. Our purpose then is flowing, it's moving, it's got momentum, it's got clarity. And whenever we feel in purpose, we're manifesting because we're taking action. We're taking aligned action because we feel the purpose. When we're like not sure of what the purpose is or the next steps are, or it's a bit confusing, then it's hard to manifest because we're not taking that very specific action we need to take in order for something to manifest. So that that emotional core stability really allows us to uh, be in clarity of what our purpose is. It can be a life purpose, but it can just also be the purpose for the day or the purpose for the month or the purpose in business or the purpose in relationship. And when we're in purpose, that again, that uh, sense of authenticity holds an authority. People feel it and they're attracted to it. That takes us into the attraction space of that's our attractor field. So when we go back to we're feeling in our radiance, holding core stability, that gives us clarity on a sense of purpose. That sense of purpose is, again, bringing us into authenticity, into knowing who we are, what we are, what we're doing. And that clarity is so attractive to other people. People love other people with a sense of who they are. And so as we come into that space, that's really magnifying your attraction field. And then you go off into the next part of the journey, which is to, in that attraction, if you're going to take it back to basics, that attraction is how you attract people like a partner or friendship or business partners to you. Um, and if we're talking about a romantic relationship as that partner is attracted to you, you then start to 
move through that space of um, holding that core stability with that person. And they're going to trigger you. They're going to um, project onto you. You're going to project onto them. It's going to be attachment stuff coming up, expectations, assumptions, taking things personally, all the, the drama of life, the drama of being in a relationship that starts to come up. But if we can understand how to work with that, which I'll do another episode on that, then we can... Um, that's where we open the heart. So if you can imagine if we have a really strong core stability, we know our purpose, our heart is open, our tractor field is strong, that's where our environment, our community want to receive what it is we have to offer. And that's where all our prosperity is. That's where we can be in service of help, of um, offer what it is we're offering. And then the community environment can be a globe, globally or locally, uh, or could just be a family. It could just be um, your partner that you're, um, uh, you know, there for. That allows the abundance to flow into life. So let's move into the next part of it, which is this this area of standards. This is the tip I was talking about. If you get this, your manifestations are going to ramp up. Fast, big, it's like it's a game changer. So we have standards and I'd say we all think we have high standards. I know I do. Um, But when we do an audit of standards, where where do we hold low standards in our lives and where do we hold high standards and can be can we be honest with that because when we're holding lower standards we can't manifest from that place the lower standards yeah we just can't manifest from there um as we look at the higher standards what i'd notice what had come through in some of my own inner work was I got surprised one day that I thought I had a high standard in interior design and it turns out I don't. Now I love interior design. I love beautiful homes. I you know I get magazines, I love architecture, I just love 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 interior design. And um I know some uh, my um someone else had also does as well. Now, I would always say I've got high standards in that area, but I realized I don't. And this is how I found out, was that um, this other person also has high standards. And when they moved into a property immediately, they got everything organized. They got it all interior designed. That was their first step. Um, they just got it done. But I didn't. I like. I think I was in my place for a year before. I was like, "Oh, I should get get this done." So then I realized I don't have high standards. Yes, I have like for my own judgment. Uh, I'd say good aesthetic um, judgment for myself that I like. Um, but it wasn't an immediate thing that I had to get done. 
So in effect, it's a low standard. Where I do have a high standard is in where I live, like the area and the type of property. So it has to be a beautiful property, has to be in the best area. And if I look across my whole adult life, I've never not lived in the best areas of London. And that's a non-negotiable for me. I will go out of my way. I'm not moving to an area that is not the best. I'm I'm just not doing it. I'm not moving to an area that's not fully, you know, the streets all have trees and there's lots of greenery and it's, you know, it's just really pleasant to look at. And it's in central London. Uh, I'm just not moving to a place that doesn't look like that. So I go out of my way. Uh, even if you look in this the local realtor, realtor state agent and there's not a property like, I'm still not going for the one I don't like just because one I do like is not there. I, I hold that standard and I'm not budging. I remember before I moved into where I am now, I went to look at a number of places because there weren't really many that many places on um, available at that time. And none. I just hated all of them. Like, I'm just not moving here. And I never thought about the how. It was never like, well, there's nothing else available. How are you going to move somewhere else that you do want to live? I When you have a high standard, the how won't even come into your mind. If you're thinking about the how, then it can't be a high standard because high standards, there is no how. It's just, no, I'm just not living here. So that wasn't the case with the interior design. I was fine to let that go and not really get it done. Um, But with, in terms of the area and the type of property, it was fully integrated high standard. And when I look across my life, Uh, that has been confirmed to me. So take a look at your own life. Where is it you think you have a high standard, but you don't really? Um, And you'll see that where you do hold the integrated high standard, it manifests. It always manifests. You never have to think about the how, even if it's not available, even if you couldn't afford it, even if you, um, I'm trying to think of some other examples, non-property related, even if you um, it didn't look like it was going to happen. I don't know, whatever it is, that you wouldn't, you're not budging. That's the standard that manifests. The key here is if you're thinking how, then it's not a high standard. A high standard just has no how in it. How am I going to get this? How am I going to do that? So I think Red, that needs a bit of contemplation. I think don't let that just wash over you because this is so, so vital to actually that in your integrated standard right in this moment, you will manifest it in this moment. That's how fast it is. So when I realized about the interior design that I didn't have the high standard that I thought I did, I integrated it so fast and I got that interior design done. It was immediate. Um, so that's how fast it can work. Um, and as I say, don't worry whether there's, if you, you're thinking, well, how? Because of all the different circumstances that show you, that mean you don't have it. The reason you don't have it is because it's not the standard that you're holding. Otherwise you would have it. You would have it for sure. Same with a car. In London, it is so difficult to 
park and drive. So I don't have a car. Um, it's like literally can't park anywhere. So I've never really, I've, I've had a few cars, but it's just a hassle. And the, the public transport's so good and the cat, the taxis and stuff, so straightforward. Um, so that's not a standard for me. For other people, they love having their car. They love it. It's a high integrated standard. They would not live life without a car. They're going to have a car for sure because that's that's their standard. So if I want a car, I don't go and manifest and go, right, let me put on a vision board. Let me do affirmations. I just make it a priority in my life that I cannot live without a car. I refuse to live without a car. Um, and I make it my standard that I'm a person that has a car. So if I wanted a car, um, then that's how I'd go about manifesting it. I'd make it a really high standard that I'm someone that always has a car. So there's going to be those people, if they were to move country, first thing they'd do is get a car. It'd be number one on their thing. For me, if I was to move country, again, I'm just not going to think about getting a car. It's not on my the high standard to-do list. So just that's such... If you knew how powerful this way of manifesting is, you would just look at your standards, be honest where you're, you actually don't have a standard because we fool ourselves. Especially like, okay, think about the cars. If I was to get a car, I really, yeah, I do think about a car. I'm like, oh, I get that one, that 200,000 G-Wagon, something like, you know, like that. I'd be like, that's the car I want. But it's, it's sort of in the space of fantasy. It's not even a standard. It's just not in me. And if it was a standard, if it was out of the fantasy area, it would be in my life. The money would show up for it. The, the will to go and get it would show up. And that leads me on to the next area of how to manifest at speed. Now, the reason a lot of people aren't manifesting is not because that what it is is not available it's that it's uncomfortable to go and get it because often our manifestations mean something needs to change an example of this again is a property a lot of people have enough money to move to a better place but they don't I was in that situation I had like this really nice flat in Primrose Hill in London and we could have moved to a bigger, like a, a house, say, for example. But to to sell, to buy, it's a big, big process. It's You've got to then pack up all your stuff. It's like, um, it's just a hassle. So I didn't move. I just stayed. Like it was not because it was comfortable. Like it was like this beautiful uh, little flat in just like the heart of London, right by Regent's Park and the canals. And oh, so it was really, it was really stunning. It was comfortable, but it was small. And I could have moved somewhere bigger and, you know, but I didn't. So you can see how manifestation is really about whether you're willing to get uncomfortable. And often we want something, but it's just a little bit, we're a little bit too lazy. We're a little bit too in our comfort zone. People who have a lot of material possessions like yachts and mansions and all of this stuff, it's uncomfortable to take care of all of that to go and buy it, to look for it, to 
furnish multiple mansions must seems like hard work to me to have a yacht and to have a crew and that takes a lot of hard work takes a lot of discomfort and so someone who wants those things has to be okay with that level of discomfort i know that at that level you're going to have um you know people helping but there's still you got to go and look at the house there's still involvement in packing up stuff and signing contracts and there's still a lot to do there's still a lot of responsibility as well so you can see how manifestation might not come in if the standard isn't actually there and if it is just a little bit too much hassle so we can all dream of the the yachts and the mansions but do you actually really want to do all of that work do you want to have the responsibility do you want to have the housekeepers the staff uh, all of this going on and that's all part of it that's the area of maturity responsibility that you can have all of that but are you mature enough to hold that energy and if you are you will be given the manifestation in whatever form it needs to come in whether it's more success in your business whether it's uh, inheritance whether it's from some other random place if you're truly in a place to hold that level of responsibility that you, you're fine with discomfort and change and moving and you have an integrate integrated high standard of this is a priority for me then it will manifest. Um, so that's really important. So where are we with this? We're looking really at the emotional core stability today. I wanted to add those little flavors of manifestation because they are extremely powerful. And I wanted to reiterate the importance of authenticity and not being available to be love-bombed. It's your most protective factor in life to not be love bombed. Yeah, you can receive stuff, but don't let it don't let it um, sway you. Don't feel all of that lit up emotion because it you know when a manifestation again is integrated, it doesn't feel any different. So say, for example, you, this, this, this happened in all of our lives. There's something we really wanted. We got it. And then five minutes later, we don't want, we're bored of it. Classic childhood thing of like, I've got to have this toy. got to have it, got to have it. Literally play with it for five minutes and they're bored. So it's, it's that same similar thing of when, we're we're on this journey to attain something and once we get it it doesn't really feel like anything and when we're in authenticity in wholeness when we receive the thing whether it's a a big something financially big or something materially big or something in the relationship space we should feel no different there should be no big um spike in our nervous system and that's authenticity. When, you know, in that place of wealth, there is no, there's no thinking of money. It's so neutral. It's just, it's just something you don't think about, like water. We have access to water. Imagine if you 
I mean, I remember being in Ibiza and, you know, when I was a teenager with a group of friends and we'd all run out of money, of course, and we had between all of us enough money to get one can of Coke to share. And that can of Coke felt so, we're allowed one sip each in this hot airport, uh, just one sip. And that was that feeling of scarcity Imagine where, say it was water, where it's just water's on tap. You can have it whenever you want. You're not going to feel that feeling. Um, same with money. It's just this feeling. It's just there. It doesn't, it's just completely neutral. So if more comes in, there's literally no emotion to it. So then you start to see that all of the stuff we're trying to get, whether it's love, money, success, influence whatever it is it's temporary and when we need that to make us feel a different way there's no authenticity the authenticity that's just going to come in it's just not going to feel any different and we get then the heart opening from other areas the heart opening is just your heart's just open it's open for no reason just open to everything. So don't get me wrong in that way I've explained it might sound a bit um, uh, Scrooge-like of like, right, I'm not going to enjoy anything. It's the opposite. If you enjoy everything, so now you enjoy a piece of bread, you enjoy the, the glass of water with like cold ice, you appreciate all of this, you appreciate everything. It's not just this focus on these huge things that you want to bring in, which is a lack of authenticity. It's moving us away from our naturalness, from our beingness. And when we come into naturalness, we manifest whatever it is we want. So in no way I'm saying live the simple life that has nothing in it. I'm saying the opposite. When we just come back to who we are, that we're not we're not putting anyone on a pedestal. We're not trying to um, align with anybody. That we're only trying to be with other authentic people. That's the only criteria. I just want to be with other authentic people. They don't need to be successful. They don't need to be this. They don't need to be that. They just need to be authentic. And that's a lot of the authentic work I've been doing on myself. How can I just um, take every little thing off the pedestal and just look for authenticity? And that that finding authenticity in others is only when we feel, when we are authentic, authentic in ourselves. And in that authenticity, we go back to our original question of how do you hold emotional stability in manifestation? And it's by being authentic. In your authenticity, you're not projecting, you're not receiving projections from others. And so you can't be knocked off balance. You're not going to get triggered. You have no expectations because you just love everything in life. You don't get attached because you are attached to everything. If you don't have something, it doesn't matter, it doesn't mean anything, because you're you're appreciative of everything you've got. You're appreciative just of who you are now, right in this moment. Just, I am who I am. I have what I have. And that's enough. It goes into that enoughness. There's nothing more to seek. And that is how we open ourselves up to the whole experience of reality. So we do have access to everything. 
but I don't want to take you into that shared fantasy of let's get the yacht, let's get the mansion or whatever crazy thing it is. It's let's just come into our state of naturalness and open ourselves up to everything, but in a place of neutrality and space of naturalness and do it from that place. I hope this episode has been helpful for you. Uh, it takes a bit of contemplation, so maybe listen to it another time. Uh, really just really see or sense what I've said because there were some very profound manifestation techniques in there that will get you exactly what you want very quickly. Um, and as I say, that should also help with the emotional core stability of staying really nice and strong and centered and no one can knock you off balance and that is where you're truly magnetic to everybody everybody last little point it's when we are knocked off balance out it's basically emotional um, nervous system deregulate uh, emotional <laughs> what am i saying nervous system a dysregulated nervous system got there in the end when we have a dysregulated nervous system energetically people pull away from that so if you see someone on a dark night who's been drinking a lot who looks a bit suspicious you're going to want to pull away because you can your nervous system reads their nervous system and their nervous system doesn't look it looks dysregulated so you're going to want to move away from them so if you can keep your nervous system really regulated, uh, that's when people just want to be in your space. They feel relaxed because your nervous system regulates their nervous system. And that has a whole Im implication in relationship space, uh, which we can move into in another episode. Uh, one quick tip. If you want to really strengthen your nervous system, one of the best ways is to do leg weights so load-bearing leg exercises uh which would be like running or i got this from um i remember uh, someone i was speaking today is talking about lifting heavy weights which reminded me that that bearing down weight weights uh on the lower limbs um is the best way to strengthen your nervous system uh, uh, nervous system that's been done in a lot of studies so it might not seem intuitive but go and get those your legs really nice and strong because that has uh, it's so good for your your nervous system um, and having a robust nervous system okay so we're ending there it's really blowing a gale out there. So take care. Bye.